0: On this episode of PLNPJ's Classic Coutinho.
1: And bye-bye, Benito.
0: Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code.
1: That dress code being jammies, Mr. Brent.
0: I have got mine back on not the shoes this time, though, which I did plug last week. Maybe I should go get those shoes on before we keep going. No, it's okay. Yeah, no, you're right. My my feet are plenty warm. The apartment that we're recording in is toasty.
1: Yes, we both agree that is toasty. There is no conflict here. We both agree.
0: Yeah, no, you definitely don't live in a home that is a considerable temperature warmer than the apartment we're in now.
1: I'm glad you cleared that up, even though there was no debate about this fact
0: whatsoever. Right, and the listener can tell that we are on the same page about this. <laughs> well, anyways,
1: Brent, um, I am in my going out pajamas because nice. I had to make a, an errand stop on the way here. To the cost company. To the cost company. Um, but these are pajamas enough, and I was not ashamed walking in to an uh, establishment such as Costco. In these clothes. So, uh, win-win. McDonald's beforehand. Another win. Win -win Win-win-win. I feel like
0: we're only winning. Where
1: the audience wins for hearing this.
0: Yes. And you know who else is winning in the future (laughs) because of a signing that they made? Look, they did draw against (laughs) Manchester United, but in the future, certainly winning at some point. Yes, who? Aston Villa.
1: (laughs) You said you started that transition, and I was looking down at the outline, I was like, neither of these teams won.
0: (laughs) But they did win a morale victory.
1: Absolutely. Um, Coutinho came off the bench and immediately assisted and then scored the equalizer against Manchester United, which was huge.
0: Yeah, coming back from two down, you kind of expected Manchester United to run away with it, despite Villa dominating the second half. Once uh, Bruno got that second goal, you kind of thought it was Manchester United's game. Villa got that one back, and you thought, oh, that happens from time to time. And then Coutinho seals the draw, coming back to haunt Manchester United just like an ex-Liver player. Liver player? Ex-Liverpool player. There we go. There you go. Only could. And the question is, Jake, can Coutinho, after a poor performance for Barcelona over the past few seasons, can he get back to his best and carry Villa this season? Brent, that
1: is a loaded question, and before I answer it, I want to say no one enjoyed seeing Villa come back and draw United more than me. Wait, Emi Martinez, after his howler in the first half. Sure. He enjoyed it more than probably anyone. Probably, yeah. He celebrated by jumping into the stands, or at least hugging the crowd, which was fun to see. Um, but Brent, back to your question. Um,
0: I'd prefer if you got back to it.
1: <laughs> Carrie Villa, maybe not. Uh, be a pivotal piece of their system? Sure. Um, lead them to definitely a top 10 finish, is okay. what I'm thinking, because uh, they're currently in 13th, 20 games, 23 points. It's not a great return. It is not. Um, I think they end up top half of the table and maybe make a push for those bottom Europe spots, maybe the bottom one, uh, which is Europe. You have a conference league, which, you know,
0: you is, are very familiar with an esteemed competition <laughs> yes.
1: that anyone would be lucky, lucky to be a part of and then dumped out due to COVID right. slash terrible results. Um, but Brent, your thoughts on the return of the liver player? Yes, I want
0: to <laughs> I want to make it known to all us. The man sure. has a liver. Okay. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can't confirm that it's possible he doesn't anymore. Brent, he but... would be
1: jaundiced if he did not have a liver.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so presumably, not to make any assumptions, okay. presumably the man has a liver, and he did used to play for Liverpool, so that was a match made in heaven. But the <laughs> point is, for Villa, I think Coutinho is possibly the Grealish replacement that they have been crying out for, for that creative spark going forward. I know that Buendia was a great buy from Norwich. But, in terms of a game-changing playmaker who can both score and assist, I don't know that Buendia was ready to fill the shoes that Grealish left behind, or the calves that he left behind.
1: (laughs) You're exactly right. (laughs) And to build on that point, I think Buendia has a potential, but as you are saying, maybe not yet. Sure. And Coutinho being on loan for the remainder of the season might be a good filler until Buendia kind of... Comes into his own as that playmaker um, in the Jack Rulish role.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll see. I mean, that's a great pickup for Villa either way. Definitely a star quality player that they are getting back yeah. into their side, and Absolutely. on a loan deal is not a bad. I mean, it's one of those things where if it's a loan and it doesn't work out, who cares? Sure. Yeah. If it's a loan and it works, which it kind of already is, that could be a big point down the line in the season. We don't know. Mm-hmm. You have to say it was worth it.
1: Absolutely. Um, I would say most loans are a win for pretty much both teams sure. um, because you get someone off the books for a little bit as the parent club and you're only paying salary and not a fee usually um, as the club receiving the loan player. So yeah, I, I think a great move by Villa to pick them up in this January window. I think they're doing great so far. They got uh, Luca Digne and they just actually signed uh, the goalkeeper from Sheffield United. Robin Olsen? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I, I got you. Um, don't the, worry. the backup at Sheffield, and uh, he's the backup, right? I, mean, I, I honestly if they, couldn't If they tell send you. him out, he's well, probably Last the I heard of him,
0: he was at Roma, so right. uh, I couldn't tell you. But, Jake, you brought up a player. I did. That used to play for a different team very recently. Are you talking about Luca Dine and I am. Everton? How did you know?
1: Because the next point on the outline is Everton
0: sack Rafa Benitez. I, I don't think there's any evidence to back okay. That up. Okay. Yeah. But... Because you want to talk about it, I guess we can talk about Everton. Since I randomly brought it up. Yeah, it just happened to be the next conversation topic that you brought up. Yes, Everton have sacked Rafa Benitez. Who could have seen that coming? Probably quite a few Everton fans (laughs) who didn't want him from the beginning. What? But after starting out with three wins, one draw, and no losses this -hmm. season, they just tanked. Everton absolutely sure they had injuries Mm -hmm. and you can't do anything about that injury to a starting 11 quite a few players that's tough but I think one of the issues was Rafa Benitez did not change his system to adjust for these players going out he kept playing the exact same way he's a very defensive-minded coach but in terms of the system you'd think he would adjust with Richarlison with Dominic Calvert-Lewin with Ducore Allen at one point as well all going down with injuries then he has the drama with Luka Digne, sure. and he really just kind of lost his squad, it seemed like. And they didn't really seem like they wanted to play for him or had confidence in what he was doing anymore.
1: Yeah, Brent. And uh, a abysmal run of form, you must say. In the last 13, they've only won one match yeah. in the Premier League. Currently 16th. I believe their win against was against Arsenal. Yeah. And I believe my brother told me that their other results, like draws in that period, were against top six teams.
0: Which is hilarious.
1: (laughs) Which is great. Um, But yeah, I guess, where do they go from here at this point? They just appointed Big Dunk and uh, Leighton Baines as part of the coaching staff, which is a fun little fact I want to throw out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do they go from here and where does the rest of their season hold?
0: I think it's it's hard to say where they go from here because it is January. They do have an owner that backs the club. spent They spent quite a bit of money in the past few seasons, far too much money to be in 16th, I would say. Sure. Um, so it's hard to see where they go from here because if they lose a few players this January as the weeks close down, I don't think it could happen, but you never know. They could have a very hard time getting back out of that relegation kind of threatened zone and as that happens, the club loses money from TV revenues, from sponsorships. You presumably can't then pay for more players and afford all their salaries. The players don't look inspired. Mm-hmm. I, I It's just hard to say where they go from here. I feel like it's either they get their temporary coach, their caretaker manager, and then they bring in somebody who can kind of revitalize the team. Uh, and and maybe it turns around. But I hate to say there's a chance they end up near that relegation zone the entire season.
1: Yeah. Um, with their first 11, their first choice 11, mm-hmm. they, they'd probably get out of this rut. They're probably not sure. in this rut to begin with. Uh, but, you know, it's the Premier League. It's grueling. It's pretty physical. And there are injuries. So they're it not going to have their first 11. They are going to have to make a big push out of the relegation fight, which I wouldn't say they're currently in. But they're currently six points off of top ten, and sitting in tenth right now is Leicester. That could change with uh, Leicester Tottenham playing tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, But Leicester have a game in hand, so we'll we'll see how that turns out. But do you think they could make a push for the top ten, Brent, or do you think that's out of the question? I I know you just kind of explained your, your reasoning for what, why you think they're going to have to battle to stay out of relegation. But do you think there's an outside chance they push for top 10?
0: I don't. And I think we both agree that they finish outside the top 10, yeah. but above relegation. Okay. Again, I think it comes down to the coach and who they bring in. The names being linked with them right now, some you know the biggest names would be Graham Potter and Wayne Rooney, who, I think it's worth noting, is doing a fantastic job with Derby right now in the championship despite having a 21 point deduction transfer embargo they are currently not bottom they've pushed up yeah which ultimately i think they're eight wins 11 draws right now so like they should be mid-table in the championship and so what the point of saying that is Mm -hmm. that everton are in turmoil right now as well they don't have the transfer transfer embargo but they are struggling right now. It's kind of a club in disarray, and I think Rooney could be a good signing for them as a manager, as somebody that used to play for the club, was, you know, boyhood, Everton yeah. kid, and that that might be a good place to look for Everton, I think.
1: Yeah, Brent, I like how you compared the two situations, because uh, a lot is facing uh, Derby in, in the second division, and uh, I think it's the first time all season that they've been out of last yeah. place, because... deduction started at at the beginning of the season. I know they had some added on, but still. Um, yeah. Another name to throw out there, Frank Lampard's been considered for the job. Um, He hasn't gone anywhere since Chelsea, Um, and he did reasonably well with the Chelsea side. Obviously, not well enough to to stay, Uh, but he would be an interesting addition to that um, managerial role. But yeah, Brent, um, I don't know. I think... A number I threw out for Everton is 12th place. Okay. If I had to guess, uh, I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, we looked at the teams above them currently and thought they could jump a few, but not enough to get top 10. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, pick themselves up and if they get that uh, little boost that some teams get when they change managers midseason or if they're going to continue to be flat and end up around. 16th or 15th, just outside relegation.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to think they're going to finish more like 14th. Okay. Maybe a little bit lower, but we'll have to see, but not to add insult to injury for <laughs> Everton, but, but we do lead off our bets this week with a surprise odds that involves Everton.
1: So for as much crap that we just talked about Everton, how they are bad mm-hmm. and their run of form, Villa are still plus 170 to beat everton this weekend a villa team who we start off by talking about how good they were so this is a combination of both of our topics from today's episode villa to beat everton plus 170
0: surprising i would say certainly but also surprising that just that this just fell into our lap that are sure. two topics
1: i didn't think about it until we started talking about oh the really yeah. oh well
0: yeah isn't it exciting <laughs> it's it's just fun it's very topical exactly Jake, our game pick this week, Mm -hmm. Wolves to beat Brentford, plus 160, but let us tell you why. Because Brentford play Wednesday. Wednesday. I was going to say tomorrow, but this will come out on Thursday. So they play Wednesday. Wednesday. They then play the 8 a.m. match on Saturday against Wolves. That is a very quick turnaround time for any team. Wolves to win at plus 160 seems like a sure thing.
1: Brent, if this was – Liverpool playing Champions League Wednesday, and then the early slot Saturday. Sure. you would not hear the end of it from oh, Jurgen my Klopp. Gosh, yeah, he, he'd be all over. I cannot believe they're asking this much of our players. And was that
0: your Jurgen Klopp impression? It was really good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't want to like overdo the Germanness of it because he speaks very well. Yeah, no, he in does. English. Um, it was very
0: subtle, and I get it.
1: But yeah, I, I think Thomas Frank has a you know. Same sort of argument. He could be upset yep. that they're playing them so close together, but that's just how it is December, January. It happens sometimes.
0: It's a congested,
1: congested fixture list. Exactly, and we're going to take advantage of it with the bets. Like you said, Wolves to beat them at plus 160. A little less surprising just because the teams are a little more matched up evenly, but with the circumstances, yep. we think it's a, a pretty sure thing.
0: And a grudge match because Brentford did beat Wolves 2-0 in the reverse fixture to start the season. So I think Wolves come out with a little bit of extra fire in their belly. Wolves a
1: completely different team than the start of the season. And I think something similar could be said about Brentford and not in a good way. I think they're kind of slowing down. Sure. They're looking like a newly
0: promoted side.
1: Exactly. Um, But Brent's moving on to a not newly promoted side. That's my second. Accurate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. Um, Arsenal played Burnley. Yep. And there's a certain Englishman... Who plays an advanced midfield role with three names? Who we have the score at plus two
0: ten. Yeah, that checks out. Okay. Yeah, I was I was tracking it in my head, and yeah, that You as
1: a listener have to figure it out. We're yeah. not gonna <laughs> <laughs> Emil Smith rowe two score against Burnley plus two ten. Arsenal doubly fresh after having their North London <laughs> Controversial
0: Derby Controversial <laughs> North after, London Derby uh, Giving up
1: and being complete cowards, that's beside the point. Um, They play Burnley, and Emma Smith-Rowe has been playing well. Uh, Hopefully is going to be healthy for this game. I don't know of any injuries, but...
0: But there is one to Odegaard recently. Odegaard was injured.
1: I don't know if he'll be back, so maybe he kind of, you know, they used to... Kind of play, not next to each other, yep. but you know they would take turns in that center role.
0: And Smith throws a like for like change with Odegaard.
1: Exactly, they can play complementary of each other, but you can also just replace one for the other. And I think that's what's going to happen here. And I think he takes that role on well, and uh, he slots one in from near the top of the eighteen.
0: Okay, so not quite outside the box. No. Those odds would have been better, but yeah, plus two ten Smith rowe to score seems a good bet. But Jake, that brings us to our Pirates Code. Pawley bet of the week, which I was thinking about. You know, I know we're whiskey guys, but with this Pirates code rum. thing going on, we should start drinking Rome. Sure. I mean, I don't like it as much, but no. it would be it's not a appropriate. Drink. Anyway, we are combining two both teams to score bets this week, where we have Manchester United versus West Ham, both teams to score. Combined with Leeds versus Newcastle, both teams to score. Mind you, Leeds and Newcastle In the Premier League, both teams have scored every single time they have played. You can check that. Sure, it's only three times, but they have scored every single time.
1: To be noted that Leeds and Newcastle, both teams turning their seasons around as it stands. Um, Both somewhat in danger of relegation, definitely more Newcastle. But the offense is there.
0: No, it absolutely is, Jake. And at plus 154 odds, that parlay, it's a sure... Thing, your farm, put it down.
1: If you still have farms <laughs> at this point in the season, you haven't bet them all away, then yes, definitely put the farm on it. No chance that it, it doesn't hit like a few of the ones before, you know. We no. Get about those ones.
0: Well, and I think it's important to note that we value our farms at about $5. <laughs> <laughs> that That is the value of our farm.
1: This is Texas
0: land. It, exactly. Small farms, land of trees. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jake, well, I don't know about you, but I'm taking my last sip of whiskey.
1: Definitely. Let's pretend like I've also finished my whiskey. I'm drinking a little slower tonight.
0: Yeah, holy cow, you're being responsible. That's unlike you. So
1: responsible. But yeah, for the sake of, you know, the podcast.
0: Right. The integrity of the podcast itself. The whiskey's gone. Yep. And so are the topics. So I guess that means that from the only Premier League podcast with a dress code...
1: That dress code being jammies
0: we will see you next time i'll see you
1: another time